Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. Series called Detox. Detox. I'm really excited for the series because here's the definition of a detox. A detox is a removal of a toxic substance, really, from your life. It's a removal of a toxic substance from a living organism, and that's going to be us. So God, for 21 days, I'm going to detox. For the next three weeks, I'm going to detox my life. That we have toxins in our body that really we need to flush out. Even if you read real medical journals that have nothing to do with the Word of God, they'll say you should fast at least one day a month. Why? Because a detox has to take place. But it's not just physical. How many know that we are a triune person? We are body, soul, and spirit. Our body is what we got here. Come on, somebody. I could work with this. I could do something with my body. But also, we're, hey, we have a soul. That soul is our emotions. But also, there's a spirit. That spirit's the God part in us. And so for the next 21 days, we're going to focus on body, soul, and spirit. Why? Because I believe too many of us, we really need a detox. I need one every year, twice a year. Why? It helps me to be able to know what God wants from my life. I'm from North Dakota. And in North Dakota, when I was in high school, it had a record amount of snow. It was like crazy amount of snow in North Dakota. And even in high school, it snowed so much that in the spring, it began to melt. And if, when you live in a flat land, all that snow melted and it flooded. Everything was getting flooded. My dad's house had to get sandbagged. They would take us out of school. Where's my young people at, all right? They would take us out of school to go sandbagging. Like we were like, 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 like we're in jail or something. Like, where you go? We're going to work. And we would sandbag communities and neighborhoods. And my dad's house was out in the country, and it got hit pretty hard. But we saved it by sandbags. So Salvation Army came out, gave my dad a box of uh, 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 perishable items, non-perishable items, soups, different noodles, things like that. And my dad took it. I'm like, yeah, we don't need that. He's like, yeah, let's take it. It's free. So he took this, uh, this, this care package from Salvation Army. Well, we couldn't stay at my dad's house, so we went out to Minnesota, my grandpa's lake cabin. And the, uh, when we got there, it was about 11 o'clock at night. I said, Dad, I'm hungry. And so we looked through the care package of Salvation Army. It's like Christmas at our hearts, right? So we're looking through the care package, and we pull out New England clam chowder soup. New England clam chowder soup. You know, when you're tired and hungry, some things just sound better than they they are. And so we grabbed that soup, and we cranked it open, and we cooked it. And about 11 o'clock midnight, my cousin Brian, myself, and my dad ate the New England clam chowder soup. How many know where I'm going with this already, all right? And so about early in the morning, it's like 4 or 5 a.m., my cousin Brian wakes us up. He's like, I don't feel good, you know? And I was like, I don't know where your faith is, brother. Come on, you know? And so he went to the bathroom, and he was seeing the New England clam chowder soup once again. He was seeing it come out. And so all of a sudden, my stomach started hurting, and I'm a sympathetic vomiter. If I hear it or see it, I'll I'll vomit with you because we are better together. That's why I only got one kid. And so, and so I started feeling sick, and I was like, oh, no, get out of the bathroom. I need to get in there. And I had to, to hurl. So me and my cousin Brian, we go out to the, out on the front porch, and we're, we're hurling over the railing. My dad wakes up and goes, I don't feel good. He comes out. He's joining us. So the three boys who ate New England, New England clam chowder were hurling over the porch. Now, if you're a first-time guest, welcome. Welcome to Avenue Church. You'll probably never eat clam chowder again. 
So we're all hurling. And here's what I remember about this experience. I, I was embarrassed. I, I was like, this is horrible. But here's what I remember. I remember my dad hitting his chest. I don't know why his chest. But he was going, it needs to come out of us. It's football today. It needs to come out of us. He's hitting his chest. He's trying to vomit. He's trying to get it out. I'm going, my dad's lost his mind. Why do I tell you that? Because there's some toxins in our spirit that we have to get out. There's some toxins in our life that we have to get rid of. But really, it starts with us. It starts with the mindset saying, man, it needs to, I am done. I am sick and tired of this. I am going to get rid of it. So here's 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you don't have a Bible, turn to open, to, uh, open up in your new version app. Use Facebook. Check on in. Tweet this thing. Instagram it. If you do stories, you can tag me if you want to. You don't have to, but at Jeremy Bosma. And you can do that, but make sure you take notes somehow. And I would have, I would love to have the honor of giving you a Bible. If you've never had a Bible, we'll give you a brand new Bible for free today. And we would love to have that honor to give you a paperback, old school, also download you version. But I'm going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Follow on the screens behind me, and this is what it says. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. So what does yoke mean? Yoke means you're, you're teamed up. Yoke means you're in partnership. Yoke is what they put on the two oxen. If, if an oxen wants to go that way, the other oxen's forced to go with him. So do not be in partnership with other unbelievers. Just like if you're a fan of the Chicago Bears, we cannot fellowship with others that have lost the season. Otherwise, it might create doubt and fear and insecurity that we might not win today. And that is okay. Do not be unequally yoked. That was bad, huh? Was that bad? I tried that last service, and they were like, yeah, 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 keep going, pastor. And it says this, for what does righteousness and wickedness have in common? What can fellowship, and what can fellowship with light have with darkness? I want you to understand, this is the gospel presentation. The gospel doesn't make bad people good. The gospel takes people from darkness into the light. And so when you read the scripture, read it with grace lens. Don't read this going, oh no, I need to cut everybody off. I need to go live in a hole. I need to live in a cave away from everything. No, God is saying there's seasons in your life where we have to cut some things off. The first scripture says, what harmony is between, I gotta go here, what harmony is between Christ and the devil? What does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? Now, an idol is anything you love more than God. Many times we think, I don't have any idols in my life. Like, I don't have a statue of anything weird in my house. I don't worship that. But how many know we worship things in our life that we love more than God? So for 21 days, I'm going to give up that idol. For 21 days, after 21 days, maybe when I come back to it, it won't be as strong in my life. And so it talks about idols. It talks about that we are the temple of the living God. How many know you are a temple of the living God? This room right here, it's not a holy room. Someday we're going to have our own building. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. We're going to have our own place. Yeah. We have many buildings. We're going to have all that. But those buildings aren't what's holy. It's we. We are holy. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We're a temple, not a shack. Can I get an amen, somebody? I ain't no hotel room, all right? Oh, sorry. 
But we are holy. We are the temple of the living God. And God said, I will live with them and I will walk among them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. We belong to him. We know God. Therefore, come out and separate. Touch no unclean thing. I'll receive you. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my sons and my daughters. And chapter 7 says this, Therefore, therefore, since we have these promises... These are the promises of God. For the next 21 days, we're going to stand on the promises of God. We're going to say, God, I'm believing for this in the next 21 days. But let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit. Let us purify ourselves. Now listen, God, from the moment we take a step, we say, God, be Lord of my life. All right? The best way I know how. Uh, forgive me of my sin. God purifies us of our sins so we can go to heaven. But how many know the purification process of detoxing starts with us? Let us purify ourselves, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Today, I'm going to teach. Today, I really believe that you'll be an inspiring word. It'll be a fun word. But I want us to be inspired to detox for the next 21 days. So we're going to do a spiritual detox today. We're going to spiritually detox. And you might be saying, how do I know that I need a spiritual detox? What are the symptoms of a spiritual detox? Have you ever lived symptoms? Like if you go on WebMD, you get like a scratchy voice, right? My throat hurts a little bit. I'm going to WebMD that symptom. Symptoms of a scratchy voice. You're like, cancer, right? You're like, like leprosy. You're like, I'm dying. I'm, I'm not going to make it. Every time I've WebMD, I've died like six times. I'm still here, baby. Come on, somebody. But what are the symptoms that I need a spiritual detox? Psalms 13 shows us these symptoms. Here's David. And he's ready for spiritual detox. This is what David says. How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? How long, day by day, must I have sorrow in my heart? Maybe you're frustrated, stuck, agitated, saying, God, speak to me. God, where are you? God, I, I'm, I'm tired of being in this place. If you're in the same place you are today than you were in 2018, then we're just not growing. I have sorrow in my heart day after day. How long, this is big, how long will my enemy triumph over me? How long will my enemy keep winning in my life? Paul says to himself, I do things that I shouldn't do, and I do things that I know that isn't right. But here's what Paul says in Romans. He says, those who are dominated by sinful nature, we think about sinful things. So whatever we feed, we think upon. Whatever we feed, we think upon. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit about things, we, we think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. There's toxins. It's, it's, it's contaminated. But this is what it says here. But letting the Spirit detox, control your mind, begins to lead to life and peace. Here's what I want us to do, lovingly challenging you today, that will we detox to find areas one by one and get them out of our life. Let's flush it out. Let's say, I got to get it out of me in Jesus' name. If you ever have food poisoning, you never know you're sick until it's too late. And we're here to detox, to say, God, get those toxins out of my life. So here's a challenge for you today. Maybe you're sitting here going, I'm not 21 days, because here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. I'm saying, Pastor, 
Pastor Jeremy says, I'm, 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 up, I'm stuttering. I'm up here on this stage, and I'll say, we're going to do a 21-day fast. Everybody in this room just went, I'm kind of busy. Like, I need energy. I got a busy month, right? Or we're going, maybe I'll do something easier. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's happening. Why? Because the flesh is warring against your spirit. The flesh is saying, no, let's be comfortable. But I'm here to challenge you. Let's do a fast. Let's do a fast. One year, I did a, uh, a 30-day fast. And for 30 days, I picked something. I said, you know what? I'm going to do sugar. Right? I don't eat tons of candy. I'm not a sugar addict. I'm going to do sugar. And I picked sugar because it was easy. Right? That's so easy. Right? Like Daniel fast, that's hard. No meat, sweets, or treats. Me and a vegan. Like, why? Why? But sugar, I could do that. No sugar for 30 days. How many know by the second day, I had like a man cold. Right? I was like in a, in a sugar coma. I was like, don't talk to me. I had bags under my eyes. I had a weird walk. Okay, maybe not that bad. <laughs> but I became so addicted to sugar, I didn't even know that, that my body was going through withdrawals. I had to put myself in sugar rehab, all right? Like, I had to go to SA, Sugar Anonymous. I have a problem with sugar. I didn't even know I had a problem with sugar. Something's wrong with me. But the reason why, because as you begin to detox that out of your life, you begin to realize I've never had to starve myself in that area. I never had to detox myself in that area. And I got to tell you, after a week, not 21 days, after a week, I became, I, I felt the greatest I've ever felt in my life. I felt awesome. I told somebody one time I fasted coffee for 21 days. By the end of 21 days, I was like, I have more energy than I would drinking coffee, energy drinks, all that stuff. I have more energy. I feel fantastic. But you know what? I did what most of us do after 21 days. Coffee. All right. Praise the Lord. It's back in my life. <laughs> but you know what? I learned. I learned. So here's my challenge for you. Maybe 21 days is too much. I'm going to give you a six-day challenge. Just a six-day challenge for this week. Here's your six-day challenge as we do a spiritual detox. It's number one, I want us to starve three things, but I want us to put back in three things. As I starved myself of sugar, I had to do more vegetables. I had to do more fruit. I had to do more natural things. So we're going to starve three things today in the next six days, but we're going to put back in three things. We're going to have healthy replacements. But here's the first thing to starve. Number one, let's starve doubt. Let's starve doubt. I did, we, we, we never realized how much doubt we have in our life. And here's a great definition of doubt. Doubt is believing what the world thinks about things. Doubt is believing what the world thinks about things. I mean, if you, if you watch the news, read the news, if you participate in Facebook news, if you're on through all that, what happens? You begin to say, man, God, are you here? God, are you around? God, are you working on our behalf? God, where are you? Doubt makes you believe what the world believes. But as we starve doubt, we begin to move away from the world's reality, and we begin to tap into God's reality. I'm going to starve doubt for the next six days. So in order to stop, starve doubt, write this down. I will trust what God says. I will trust what God says. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. We all, know this, we all know this one. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. I'm going to trust what God says. Number two, this is the big one. I'm going to starve negativity. I'm going to starve negativity. If you're under 30, write this down. Don't be salty, all right? 
Don't be salty. Don't do it. I'm going to starve negativity. Then you just think about negative things all the time. It's a great day today. Yeah, but it's windy, right? Uh, man, it's, it's an incredible day, but everything is negative. Oh, my team didn't make the playoffs. Like, calm down. Let's be optimistic. It's a rebuilding year. Listen to this. You know you're negative when you celebrate someone's failures in private. That means we need to detox negativity. I need to starve negativity. I'm going to give you some godly wisdom for today. This is totally free. Write this down. Here's some God. This is going to help you for the next six days, for the next 21 days. I want you to write this. This is so significant. I found this in God's Word. Are you ready for this? Here's some godly wisdom for today. Pray before you post. Oh, amen. Come on, somebody. That's going to change some lives right there. Pray before you post on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. Pray before you, can I get an amen right there? Come on. Pray before you post. I know you're negative because I read your Facebook wall. Pray before you post. Say, God, help me. God, help me starve doubt and negativity in my life. If you're searching on Facebook for artificial answers, you'll only find artificial relationships. That is why we got to get into groups. That's why we got to get involved at the A team. Go to Growth Track, step one today. That is why we have to do life with those that are saying, man, let's not be negative. Man, let's have faith today. You know, a few weeks back, it's been Christmas break forever, right? And uh, my son, they go back to school tomorrow. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I apologize. But I took my son to a movie called Christopher Robin, where it's like revisiting Winnie the Pooh. And I told my son on the way to the movies, I said, man, growing up, I love Winnie the Pooh growing up. One of the many cartoons that we watched. And I love Eeyore. I love Eeyore. I had Eeyore, stuffed, uh, stuffed animal. I, loved, I just love Eeyore. Eeyore was my favorite, and I didn't know why. So we're watching the movie. I'm cracking up going, why in the world did I like Eeyore? Like, he's so negative. I mean, it's like, Eeyore's like, if, if today's going to be a good day, which I doubt. You know what I mean, I'm like, Eeyore, that's hilarious. Eeyore's a hater. I love it. Just, oh, whatever, you know, if I make it out of here alive. Like, calm down, Eeyore. But too many of us, we need to starve Eeyore in our life. How many know Tigger, right? You lock the door when Tigger comes around. Like, Tigger's like, woo Like, shut the door. I'm not home. Shut the porch light off. Why? Because Tigger's optimistic. Tigger is everything but negativity, right? The wonderful thing about Tigger is that Tigger's are wonderful things. Stop, they up there, all that. But how many know we need to be more like Tigger? I love what Tigger said. He had a quote. He said, you know, someday I'm going to meet somebody amazing. That person's me. Come on, somebody. (laughs) But we need to be more like Tigger. Every single morning, when you look at yourself in the bathroom mirror, you need to be like Tigger. You need to look at that mirror because you know what Tigger would do? Hey, Tigger, you want to go play basketball? Never played basketball before, but that's what Tiggers do best. (laughs) Hey, Tigger, you want to go help me make lunch? I've never made lunch before, but that's what Tiggers do best. Tiggers are best at everything. What we need to do there every single morning, you need to look at your bathroom mirror. You need to say, you are amazing. You are a child of God. You are redeemed. You're going to have an incredible year in 2019. I am God's workmanship. You got to begin to starve negativity because that's what tiggers do best. So therefore, we need to think like God thinks because that's exactly how God thinks. 
In his word, you are God's masterpiece. You are created by God. You are on, made on purpose and for a purpose. Isaiah 26 said, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him for 21 days or more because he trusts in you. But if we're going to think the way God thinks, then we need to say what God says. Then we need to say what God says. Out of the abundance of your your mouth speaks. So we need to say what God says. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Don't use foul or abusive language. This is not just talking about cussing and swearing. It's talking about the negative words you're saying that are tearing down strongholds in your life, that are stopping you from a miracle in your life. Let everything you say be good and helpful. If you do this today, people are going to like get saved all around you because we've never been positive. But today I starve negativity in my life. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words, here's what it is. In 2019, my words will be an encouragement to everyone who hears them. My words will be an encouragement to everyone who hears them. So we need to get this right. But we can do it in six days. Six days. In six days. God, the words that I speak and the words that I type, come on somebody, even here, maybe there's two thumbs. It's going to be an encouragement to everybody. Let's starve doubt. Let's starve negativity. Number three, let's starve sin. Let us starve sin. Let us starve sin. Now, I was once on a golf course. Here it is. I had to find it. Somebody hit it. Come on, somebody. Almost didn't make it. This is to make sure you're paying attention. Where you at? Where you at? You listening? But maybe you're a first-time guest here, and you heard sin. You're like, oh, there we go. Finally said that word, Sin. You know what the definition of sin is? The definition of sin means to miss the mark. One time I was golfing, and I enjoy golfing. I'm terrible at it, but it's just nice to be out there. And uh, one time I was golfing with a friend, and I hit the ball off the tee box. It was a great shot. And I went down, and it was in the, it was, you know, in the middle of the fairway. And then I hit it again, and it went into the rough, right? The rough is, I guess you're not supposed to be in there. I like being in there because I like trees and flowers, you know. And so I went into the rough area, and I found my ball. And I went, you know what? How many know two good shots and a bad shot is par? I can still do good on this hole. And so I'm looking at the flag. There's the green is. There's a tree in the way. And so I get my club out. I'm reading the right club. Here we go. And I set up. And I drift the ball, right? Hello, ball. What's going on, ball? And so I rest up. I'm staring at that flag, and I'm trying to concentrate. And so I whack that ball. Boom! And it goes right over that tree in the air, kind of in the clouds. And go, where is it? Boom! Right on the green. Right right next to the hole. I'm going, yeah! Have you ever hit a shot and no one's seen it? Right? Yeah! I did it! And they're like, what? What? Like, it's right there! I hit the shot! And I started, I'm, I'm celebrating, I'm excited about that shot. And my partner, he was laughing. And I, I was like, like, you're happy for me? And he started, no. I'm going, why aren't you happy for me? He goes, that's the wrong green. I'm going, what? He goes, it's over there. And I was like, are you, uh, oh, no. Okay. And so I was embarrassed. I had to go on the green. There's like other golfers. I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? How you guys doing? There it is. Yeah. Found the ball. Yeah. What many of us need to do, when we starve sin, what do we need to do? We need to change our aim. We need to re-aim to say, you know what? I've been focusing over here. My aim has been over there. I'm going to start aiming at what God wants for my life. I'm going to change my direction. See, to repent, that's another churchy word, but you know what repent means? Repent! Repent simply means to change direction so we can hit the mark. 
So I'm going to repent and I'm going to re-aim so I can hit the proper target in the next six days, in the next 21 days. I imagine when we're fasting, there's clarity. When we're fasting, there's focus. We can see clearly. So therefore, if we are going to starve sin, we need to turn to what God wants. We're going to turn to what God wants. And here's the thing about our church. Man, we got a great church. We got a thriving church. We got a good-looking church. Come on, somebody. Right? Turn to your neighbor and say, you're good-looking. All right? Turn to the other neighbor I guess you didn't think was good-looking and say, you too. But also, I believe we have an intelligent church. Because here's what I know about God. I know that God, He speaks to everybody. Maybe you're here for the first time and you don't know God. Maybe you're here for the first time you thought the wall, the, the building would burn down because you showed up. How many know it didn't? But that no matter where you're at in your relationship with God, He still wants to speak to you. And in this room, you know exactly what it is. Right here, right now, through the power of this Holy Spirit, you know exactly what it is that you're aiming at that is bringing toxins into your life. You know exactly what it is that you're aiming at that is not necessarily destroying you, but it's distracting you. It's not necessarily killing you, but it's keeping you from God's plan and purpose for your life. I believe right now the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, gently, in a kind manner. He's not mean or aggressive, but he's saying, hey, this area right here, let's turn it. Let's change direction. See, Romans chapter 6, verse 13 says, do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. That's what it's about. It's not bad to good. It's dead to life. I was aiming at the wrong thing, but now I have life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. So we're going to starve those three areas, but here's what we're going to put back in. Write this down. Number one, we're going to feed off of God's Word. For these next 21 days, from how about for many of us here in this room, six days. Six days to feed off God's Word. Six days to believe what God believes, to have godly thoughts. But the only way to do that is to feed off His Word. Listen to me, church. Whatever you feed grows. You say, I'm addicted to this thing. Well, quit feeding it. I'm stuck in this area of my life. No, let's not give in to it. But trust me, it's easier said than done. Come on, somebody. It's painful. It's hard. But it's worth it. So we're going to feed off God's Word. The Bible helps us to program our mind to focus on God's reality. So if you got your phones out, the version app has some great plans. Uh, on the screen behind me, it's one of uh, the plans that I am in. I'm with this plan with four other pastors. And here's what I love about it. We're going to read through the entire Bible in one year. I've done it many, many times before. But here's what I love about this plan. Number one, at the end of the, it tells you what chapters to read. So I'm reading five chapters of, I'm going from old to new. Then I'm reading the Psalms. And then at the very end, it says, talk it over. Me and these other pastors, we're pastors. Like we preach God's word every day. Come on, somebody. We're discussing what we read. We're sharing inside that plan. I'm talking with guys from Alabama, Maine, and California saying, how can we be able to better ourselves in God's word? So I want you to write this down. I want you to write this down. I, here's an exercise. I will blank for the next six days. I will get off Facebook a little less, read a chapter a day, read a psalm a day, 
There's 31 chapters of Proverbs. I'm going to read Proverbs, one for every day. I'm going to do this, a part of my feeding off of God's Word. And I encourage you, listen to me. You really do not have to read through the Bible in a year. For many of us, what happens is we start reading it too fast. I'm just going to beast through this thing. I got through five chapters today. Come on, somebody. But what was the content in there? The Holy Spirit hits you with something, stay on it. Write it down. Journal it. Say, God, what are you feeding to me? Number one, it's feed off God's Word. Number two, feed myself worship. I'm going to feed myself worship. You see, I have nothing against music. I enjoy music. I like music. Being hard of hearing, I'm deaf in this year. I'm a hearing aid in this year. I didn't listen to a lot of music growing up. Just the other night, we're at my in-law's house. My wife knows. She's like, we played a game called, uh, what is it, 90s? 90s theme music, right? So we had to like guess 90 songs with 90 artists, and I, I, I had no idea. I got one. Out of 100, I got one. And it was only one song that I knew in the 90s. We're going to do this song again for our new series coming up in February called Sex, Love, and Marriage Remix. It's going to be amazing. I, knew, I didn't know the song. The only song I knew was, now this is a story all about how. There's some heathens in this house. I'm praying for them. Huh? Most of you guys didn't know. That's okay. We'll help you. We'll help you out. But hey, let me hear you this. Let me tell you this. That there's, when we listen to songs, it's great to have music. It's great to have that tune. But music also feeds us. And so for six days, I'm just going to mute it. I'm going to turn off the radio. I'm going to get Christian music in. I'm going to listen to worship music for six days. Here, I'm going to help you with this. There's a Spotify playlist that we have for Avenue Church. If you text worship to 727-8280, all this is going to do is send you a link back to our Spotify worship playlist. Because I know sometimes it can be hard, but you can be able to listen to that Spotify playlist that uh, Nicole put together for us to say, here's the song that I'm going to listen to for six days as a church, all right? She's got some soul in there, too. I know she does. Ah, sorry. Break every chain. <laughs> so let's be able to do that. Let's say, you know, Pastor, I'm going to read the Word for six days. I'm going to listen to nothing but worship for six days. And I'm going to encourage you. We're going to end, we're going to end our 21 days with a worship night. We're going to gather together. We're going to make time and prioritize. And we're going to be here. We're going to say, God, Seal the deal what took place in 21 days. Why worship, Pastor? Why music? Because of Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, fix your thoughts. Now, brothers and sisters, fix your music. Fix your words. Fix your heart on what is true, what is honorable, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, what is admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. You know what I love about version. version. I don't have to read it with my eyes. I can also listen to it. It'll read it to me in my ears. It's like James Earl Jones. In the beginning was the word. I'm like, sweet! But I'm constantly feeding my spirit. And here's my encouragement to you. I want to talk to the A-team, those that have been with us for, for a couple days, a couple weeks, months, maybe a year and a half. You've been with us since the very beginning. That our vision here at Avenue Church is to know God find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. And we want to know God in every single area in our life. How many know that when we know God, there's never an end? We don't just show up and go, I know all about God. It never ends. 
he's omniscient, he's omnipresent, he's, he's encouraging, he's, he's, he's amazing, he's faithful. You'll always find revelation in a relationship with God. But in our worship night, I want us to focus on prayer. I want us to focus on worship. I want us to focus on healing. I want us to focus on baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because I feel like sometimes we have this weapon, and we're kind of using it, but there could be greater power in it if we really know how to use it effectively. I want to encourage you. Let's begin to know God more and more and more during these 21 days. And here's my last point as I close. Because we need to feed it prayer. So I'm going to start doubt, negativity, sin. I'm going to feed it with prayer. I'm going to feed it with prayer as we pray. If you're giving up food, maybe you're on a lunch break, go to your car, grab a snack, whatever you're eating, and read God's Word. Crank music for those 30 minutes. Be able to listen to God's Word. But here's 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, the message version. It says, If my people, if my people, my God-defined people, respond by humbling themselves, by praying, by seeking my presence, turning their back, I'll be ready for you. I'll listen from heaven. I'll forgive you of your sins, and I'll restore your toxic life back to health. I'll restore your life back to health. So I want to ask you, will you give me the honor of walking with you on a six-day spiritual journey, a 21-day journey? I want to ask you for that honor to say, let's begin to believe God for even greater. Will you stand with me, please, real quick? And here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand. I want you to close your eyes. Bow your heads for just a second. I want us to do a quick little exercise before we leave here today. Because how many know y'all don't need me? You need the Holy Spirit. You need God to speak to you right now. And I believe he's been speaking to you through this entire message. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I just want you to listen. Say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? And here's what I know about God. He will gently nudge you. Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. I learned something new. I learned it was there the whole entire time distracting me, slowly killing me, contaminating my body and my soul and my spirit. So Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? So Father, I thank you for your word. God, I thank you for many in this room they've decided I'm going to take six days I'm going to starve doubt. I'm going to starve negativity. I'm going to starve sin. I'm going to replace it with your word, with prayer, and with worship. Now, Father, I pray, take us through a season of detoxing. Show us those areas that really have a foothold over our life, that have control over our life. God, I pray today you'll lead us, you'll guide us. Father, I pray, challenge us today. 
if we were in this room and said, I don't want to do a fast, I pray we'd walk out of here saying, I'm going to give up something for 21 days. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that maybe you're here today. We're talking about detoxing. We're talking about the contamination of our body and our spirit and our soul. Maybe you're here today and you feel helpless. You feel hopeless. Maybe you're here today and you don't feel like God made you on purpose and for a purpose. Maybe you've been so frustrated. You feel so stuck. I want to encourage you today. Will you take a step? The Bible says if you draw near to God, He's going to draw near to you. That every step we take towards Him is a step away from what has us stuck. It's a step away from sin and destruction and the darkness. Maybe you're here today to say, you know what? January 6, 2019, it's going to be the year I give God my life. I give God my heart. In 2019, I'm going to take a step towards Him. I'm not going to embarrass you or single you out. I'm not going to ask you to come to the sides or to the front. I want to ask you today, if that is you, you say, Pastor, I want Jesus in my life. I want you to just put a hand up, put it right back down. Put a hand up. Yes, over there. Anyone else? Yes, over there. That's it. Hand up. Hand right back down. Let me know who you are. I'm so proud of you. Let's hand up. Hand right back down. There you go. There's another one. Yes. And together, we're going to pray a prayer. And together, we're going to detox for six days or for 21 days. To say, God, do exceedingly and abundantly more than I can ask for, more than I can comprehend or think, but get it out of me. And let me be able to see what you're going to do in my life. So everybody, we're going to pray a prayer together because we are better together. No one should pray this prayer alone because we're stronger together. Everyone say, Dear Jesus, I need you. Say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today, I receive your forgiveness. Say, be Lord of my life. Be number one. Say, with all my heart, the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you. So today, I give you my life. I give you everything. And now I know who I am. Say, I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, everybody shout it. Come on, give God a shout. Give God a praise.